main man my man my main my main man thank you for coming to the show we're live smoking section um i don't smoke y'all my bad but uh he gonna do all the smoking for me i'm sure Dude, we indulge in all kinds of ways. You know what I mean? True. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had a I had a vape pen that I was puffing on, but I've been in and out of the whole like tobacco thing. Mm. The only reason I even touch tobacco now is because of work. Something to take the edge off. Mm, something to take, yeah. Keep the stress yeah. level down. Yeah, man, I swear to God, dude, if it wasn't for, like, the stresses of work and shit, I wouldn't be smoking at all. Like, I wouldn't be fucking smoking nothing, no vapes, no weed. But, man, life be stress, fucking life be stressing me, bro. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) I think you would would still be talking a little bit because of of nephew, but other than that, yeah. Man, and that yeah. little motherfucker, that little motherfucker, bro, like, I was with him earlier, man, and he was like, this is the moment I was looking at him, I was like, boy, I ought to beat your ass just for making me mad all the damn time, like, he can't even do nothing, he's just sitting there like, oh, I ought to beat your ass, boy, <laughs> for all the times you done made me mad for, like, no reason, you know what I mean, like, ah, damn it. Nope, and you can't do it, because I remember sitting in the car with you, and you'd be like, I'm not, I'm not going here, my I'm not gonna hit my boys, man. I, I can't hit my, I can't, nah. can't discipline him like that, man. <laughs> I remember I mean, this when he was when he was little, yeah. like when he was a baby, yeah. baby. You know what I mean? Me and me and Sid would pop his hands or whatever, bro. But I ain't never whip my boy, dog. Like I ain't never like I'm. I would always, I always tell him to like, do I need to, do I need to speak you, Elijah? And he tightens up. You know, he knows when his dad's mad, but I ain't never, I ain't never had to put my hands on that boy, man. He's a, he's a good fucking boy. Blessing, super blessing. I remember that young man was conceived. Bro. Now this man is like what five? Yep. Sheesh. Yeah, he's five. He's years. Five. He turns six into. He'll be six in December, man. He's a a big brother to to five siblings, man. And he's he's just growing. He's just growing, man. Just fucking growing. That's um, dope. Hey, and you're you're in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. I know we talked recently. Damn, bro, how long have you been in Vegas now? Mm, I want to say f- February 2021, I think. Okay. So it's been like just over the two-year hump. And how are you liking the scene out there? Right, you think it's better than NoHo? No. Um <laughs> How I gotta got put it like dance wise, it is very similar to NoHo, but not as active as NoHo. Like mm. summertime, everything's active, everything's going. You got stuff every month, you got stuff every couple weeks. Like it's it's super interactive, but like I think just because I, I lived in NoHo for so long, I just got accustomed to the energy of events and the people and the rivalries and the traveling, like, but, you know, do I prefer NoHo over to Vegas somewhat, but do I miss NoHo? No, Mm. I don't miss it at all. It's kind of sad to say, but it's, it's refreshing because like everything that I didn't have, 
in LA I have in Vegas. Like what? Uh so like I'd um I went from, you know, in 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 LA when we were rolling together, I was, you know, not driving. I had a you know, in not an entry level job, but a sub entry level job, like one above entry level. Um traveling by, you know, foot, bus, ride, Uber, um, you know, COVID, staying in the house, not necessarily happy, dealing with a bunch of issues and problems, um, dealing with family issues, dealing with money issues. And um, dealing, taking care of my grandmother. And then uh, after, you know, when I moved out here, took me about a year to get better. Like to get fully acclimated. And once I got acclimated and inserted myself into the scene, um, won multiple like tournaments, championships back to back to back, beat like three, two of, I think the first tournament I did here, I beat two of the city favorites in one night, like back to back. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of reasserted a certain level of competition and dominance in the scene. But like my personal life was still kind of like subpar level. And then uh, I want to say April of 2022, I started leveling up, so I leveled up, you know, rest in peace to my aunt and my uncle. I lost a couple people last year, and then uh, my aunt left me a car. So I finally got a car and finally got my license back. And then, uh, I had been working for, like, eight months, like, going super hard in the paint. I'd already been at my job a year and I already did, like, a bunch of different stuff, like, stuff that my job didn't even know that I did, like, orders at work selling. And like, because I wasn't at a certain hierarchy in the company, because I worked for Jiffy Woods, they never knew, you know? So then I had to go through the channels and like do a bunch of work and, and show a bunch of stuff. And then like they promoted me, they promoted me once. And then I did some more work really, really fast. Like they were kind of surprised. Like it was just like rollover effects. They promoted me again and did some more work. Then they said, hey, we're going to promote you again. We're going to move you to a store with another guy. You guys are going to run that store. So oh, like, damn, dude. So making yeah. moves like, like, so it sounds like, I don't know. It sounds like coming out of NoHo and then getting to Vegas kind of got like not only the dance part. I can definitely see that you what is, I don't want to say reigniting it, but like kind of getting back into that competitiveness again because it's like new people. You know what I mean? It's new mm-hmm. people. It's new sessions. And I already know you. You're going to roll up in there and be like, I need to kill this bitch off like and call somebody out because they're going to call oh, me out. Yep. You're going to get into <laughs> Or they're just going to be super scared of me and shit. Like that's kind of how it was. It was really just more of those things like, yeah, you guys have heard of me. Now you guys are seeing me in person. So now yeah. I have to go above and beyond and like really push to show that what you guys have seen on video isn't just mm-hmm. on video. Like I, I really do this, but I was really, 
I was really more interested in the personal side of my life moving out here. Like, yeah, that sounds like it's taken a big change for you, bro. It has. It has. Like, not living. You know, I moved out. Got my own spot. Got a car. Got my job. You know what I'm saying? Doing different things. And now, like, it's been it's been about a year now. This month, April is a year. And I've completely just kind of tried to push myself towards a higher, a higher, better direction, like in all areas. And I'm still trucking along. I'm still pushing. I'm still making moves. I'm still making plans for like things that people aren't even ready for as far as dance is concerned. So it's like. It's, what you it's, got planned? What, 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 uh, what are we expecting from, from the good old Dreadman? Um. Pretty soon, I'll be. I'll probably be retiring from tournaments because mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw my own, and it is a three. It'll be a three day event. Uh, you know, between classes, Q and A, ciphers. Um, you know, hoping to get at least sixty dancers and pick thirty two dancers to go at it, and at the end of it, one person will be paid will be paid out cashed out and um they'll be given the title a title of uh ultra so my oh. whole so my whole thing is about taking in the little two three year span of of having this ultra persona mindset and stuff that I'm doing be able to pass that mm-hmm. through the through the event to deserving people you know what i mean like and i'm, I'm excited about it it's gonna take me a, a while to get as much money as i'm gonna need to pay all these people because the mm-hmm. teachers that i plan on getting are like the titans of dance mm-hmm. like like the complete titans like E Solo, Havoc, Big Miho, Big Solo, um, Frankie J, Axel Ebony, um, one or two of the Versus Style gang, like uh, I'm maybe Slim Boogie, like uh, definitely Boogie Frantic. Shout outs to him. That's one of my, is one of my inspirations in popping. Um, and I and I just plan on like doing like oh, like what I'm doing with my the way my event is set up is different. It's just, it gives a, uh, it just gives a certain, um, it's just going to give you the sense of what it's like to be me, what it's like to consistently and constantly strive for the top best of yourself. Mm. That is what ultra has always been. Like you're going at least At least about twelve rounds. At least. I like that's, that. That's just the the event day. Let alone your cipher rounds the previous day. Let alone your cipher rounds after each class. And I'm planning on having eight different styles, eight different classes. I like that, dude. Yeah, so like an intensive, like almost like an intensive fill with it's, battles. It's classes, like a camp. It's like a. It's like an event. It's a camp slash event, but what it's geared to do is I, I want to change the narrative of a complete dancer. A complete mm-hmm. dancer isn't just someone that can 
do choreo and do freestyle and have this and have that. No, we're talking skill. We're talking ultra means that you can take any two styles that you want, take the fundamentals, the basics, the essence, and fusion them together and use them as one. Mm. It's something that I do a lot. It's something that I believe in now as far as the evolution and the continuation of dance elevating. I think mm. that is a really big thing. I think that, yes, we have our OGs and our veterans who are purists and they want to teach the pure essence of things in the style. But then at the same time, after that, what is the next level after you master that? After you put in your 10,000 hours of popping or your 5,000 hours of popping and you've mastered it, what what are you going to do with that? If you master crumping, which is by far to me one of the hardest things to really fully master besides maybe flexing, how would you fusion whacking with it? How would you fusion house with it? How would you fusion Memphis Jukin? How would you fusion, mm -hmm. you know, like you can go popping, you can go scarecrow, Roman, toy man, you can, you know what I'm saying? Whack, punk, Vogue, ballroom. Like there's mm -hmm. so many different, you know what I'm saying? Salsa, fucking God, anything. What can you fusion together to make? And how can you show that? I feel like the more things you can fusion with a base, everybody has a base of a style. Your base, the base of like my style is crump, but I can do fundamentals of other styles and mix it in with the what I want to do. Like one thing I've always told people about you is that you're a dancer for real. Like, yes, he crumbs, but he dances for real. Like he knows other styles. Like he knows enough in other styles to where, and, and I tell, I tell a lot of the kids this here, especially Oxnard Ventura status is, is cause they're coming from other styles, kind of like how I did. And mm -hmm. the thing that got Crump to click for me was like watching you guys dance and realizing that you guys are dancing, but it's Crump. Right. Yeah. And I know how to dance, but it's this. So I just got to keep dancing, but just make it. crump. It, it, yeah. Make everything that you're doing. Crump. Make it crump. And bro, mm -hmm. you would say it, you would say it to me and bam, bro. Like, and I just wouldn't understand. Like, what do you mean? And then it happened. And then crump changed for me. Like, you know what I mean? And then crump changed for me. And, and I can definitely see you putting something together like that, bro. Like something like a fucking crazy, like I'm just saying like a crazy intensive, like, cause I remember days like, like us, just at the 818 bro and we're there for hours like mm -hmm. hours and some nights it's crunk like so fucking crunk and it's just rounds after rounds and people battling and and i mean some of the best experiences bro some of my best fucking experiences of life was right there at the 818 like crazy fucking nuts dude um so fucking so so an ultra an ultra camp you're gonna you're gonna retire from tournaments are you yeah, still gonna Ultra do Academy? Ultra Academy do... will be the the teaching side of it, but then the event will be the Ultra Dome. Ultra Dome. Yeah, I like that's that. That's what it's called. UD. Are you still gonna do like battles yourself? Um, I'm debating because for me, Crump, there's only a certain amount of people in Crump that I want to battle, and there's only a couple real veteran type people that I want to battle in dance, especially. And, you know, when I retire from dance entirely, there will be some people that I gotta, you know, I gotta run the rounds with as a, as a, 
as a thank you and as a respectful, like, you know, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania, all right, I'm out mm-hmm. and, and be done with it. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you never know, but I know for me, you know, I'm about to be 34. Like I'm getting to the age where I'm like family, you know, girlfriend, you know, working on multiple streams of income outside of dance and building things inside the dance that will fulfill me mentally and emotionally. And then having things outside of dance that fulfill me financially. So that way I can kind of slowly step into that realm of, I'm gonna always be live and I'm gonna always dance, whether it be with my close people or my crews or people that I, you know, my niggas, my people, definitely mm-hmm. gonna dance with them. But it, are people gonna readily see me just always at everything? Nah, that, that time is soon coming to an end. It'll be uh it'll be one of those things like a rare Pokemon card when you see me like pop out <laughs> for stuff. Like, uh, you know. Uh I really haven't put this on wax yet, but I I guess here it goes. Um I'm supposed to be moving. I'm supposed to be moving to North Carolina. Nice. Uh, um and well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know uh but uh i'm a go and uh hopefully bro like i'm gonna kind of step away from like dance a little mm. bit like a little mm. bit but um i do want to get like involved in powwows and stuff again man um i want to get back into like because that's kind of how i started in dance um and then i know there's some people in north carolina um mm-hmm. But I just feel like the East Coast, I mean, no disrespect, guys, no disrespect. I just feel like the East Coast isn't as active as it is on the West, you know, in consideration to sessions. You know what I mean? Like consistency, you mean like how often they're happening? You're saying like they're not as consistent as far as the West Coast because. Yeah, bro. I mean, they do their sessions. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. There's always a session or an event or something. East Coast, it's like once a month. <laughs> yeah, once a month. And I mean, yeah. then you have a couple different places that are kind of like filling in the the, the, the space, but it's mm. like it's ones in one state and then ones in another. And then I mean the upper the upper east side, like you know, you can get on a train from Philadelphia to here to there to there to here. And that's a little different, but like for people more down south, North Carolina, South Carolina. It's just not as um, it's just there's just there's just too much space in between in between the dates for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's too much space, too much land. And I'd rather keep dancing. And mm-hmm. if I'm in Florida doing some powwow shit and I'm over here, you know, heart and them shout out heart heart and them throwing a throwing a session or something, I can pull up and still be like in tune. You know, what I mean, yeah. still be in dance shape can pull up boom, boom. i mean of course still be labbing like be labbing but i'm not going to break my neck to 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 try to start something where i'm at i'm not going to break my neck to fucking you know create a new scene or whatever like i'm gonna be a new i'm on i'm a new guy on the block let me enjoy it like you know what i mean let me enjoy what's going on get my name out there and then worry about all that other shit later like, yeah I, I mean but you, you know north carolina you got native mark five you got people mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. i believe even hero is is out uh not hero pi uh zoro i believe zoro, zoro yeah zoro's out there you know you know everybody used to be 
fam at one point. Like uh, Zorro is out there, I think. And then um, on the South Carolina side, you got J Rap. Shout out to them in Ill Street mm-hmm. with uh, Medusa and rapping and, and the rest of the Lionhearts and people out there too. So at least you'll have people to tap in with and it won't just be like random Zumba foo and little <laughs> sucking crotch or something. No, no, native and, then, native and them is like two, like two, two and a half hours from where I'm at. So, I mean, it's not bad, but it's not easy either. You know what I mean? Are you going to Charlotte? Um, No, I would be in Lumber, like I would be right outside of Lumberton, North Carolina, which is oh, okay. about two hours, about an hour and a half, depending on how you drive up 95 from Raleigh, Durham, where they're at. And then Charlotte is about two hours. So it's, if I remember right, like, so, I mean, they're about equal to both. Equal distance. To both scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I Mm. would, you know, and I I thought about it too. It was like, you know, and Brian, this is one thing I was, I'm really glad that you taught me. Um, But like invite those guys out. Like, you know what I mean? Like invite the guys out, come have them check out the city you know, hey, like, hey, guys, let's throw a session out here. You know what I mean? And I think it would mm-hmm. be a cool little halfway point between Charlotte and Raleigh for guys to start going and having sessions and shit. Because my city's blowing up, bro, where I'm at in North Carolina. My city's blowing up. Like, it's mm-hmm. blowing the fuck up. And so I'm trying to get on that wave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get on that wave, bro. Pretty, pretty much. It's always nice when you have a new city. New city means new energy. New energy means new people. So it's like to be able to find a spot that you could actually have a session at with respectable people, it's going to make it a lot better for you, at least in the long run. Because, you know, once a crumper, always a crumper. You're going to need some type of crump feed. Yeah. I just need to be fed crump just once every blue moon. Like it ain't got to be, you know, it ain't got to be like SK days, but Jesus, something. Well, bro, too, like, I'm even thinking, like, because, um, you know, mom's getting old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm mm-hmm. trying to be near home. Um, and there's work out there that I do that I do now that I can get out there roughly making the same amount. But where rent out there is like 600 bucks for a fucking two bedroom, three bedroom, you know, seven. Nice. So be able to live cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or bro, I might even work for like an airport or some shit, dog, and like just be able to fly for hey, free. Yeah, bro. yep. Do what Show Off does. Shout outs to him because he was smart. He said, "I want to travel. I'm gonna go work for the people that are in charge of airplanes." Like, hey, man, <laughs> I respect it, uh, bro. Very and, much so. And and speaking of which, bro, I still remember. I think it was 2017-ish, bro, when you went to Japan. Mm-hmm. 2017. Oh, uh, 16, 17, 18, I think. Was that your or first 18 international? Or 18. Yeah. So, so King of Buck, Young Bucks, Japan, 2000. I think it was 17. It was either 16 or 17. That was my first one. And then Osaka for the real dance championship, the one I won both of them out there. I think that was the second time. Then I went for, you know, Ghost Dread, a.k.a. Wiles. Shout outs to Lil Um, I went out there to do his city's, like, Founders Day type 
um, like performance thing for like something their city does every year. And then I think in between that, I went to South Korea for Golem. I think Golem, fucking yeah, Golem. <laughs> Fucking Golem. <laughs> Fucking Golem, bro. That man was nuts. Yeah. Oh my god. Who's on the fam lineup? Who's all who who do you got under the dreads right now? Um I have Twin who was Lady. Mhm. I have Lady now who was I think on she wasn't on when you were on. Or she, maybe she came on not too long after you left. But um, she was princess, and then she was girl dread for a long time, and she just became lady. And then I have, I just, one of my day one friends that I actually used to have a group called uh, World Rejects with, um, his name is uh, Wipeout, mm. Alec, or I, they used to call him Autobot. Uh, mm-hmm. He's now Rowdy Dread, and then... I have a baby ultra who's in Boston. Shout outs to my nigga Joe, baby ultra. And then uh, um, baby Ult. Yeah. I have J Dot and Killer in South Africa. And then I have Dread X in Ireland. Ah, uh, Dylan, my guy. Dylan. I'm, yeah, my man. Guy. My motherfucking Dylan, guy. Dylan, 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 and Dylan. <laughs> Spit hot fire. Man, and, I will uh, say, I will say out of everybody everybody that was ever in the fam that yeah, was my guy bro he was yeah. my fucking guy bro he was my guy yeah, he's good it's hard to find good people with good souls you know what i mean like good hearts mm-hmm. good heart is rare in, in dance let alone in humanity these days mm-hmm. find a guy with you know and the funny thing about him is i've tried to move him up like three four times he's just like no I only want to, I only want to be X. Okay, you've been, yeah, you've been X for like years, bro. You deserve it. You work hard, bro. Mm-hmm. Seven. Uh, it has to be about seven years, because when I got, I got in the fam in like 2016, and he was X then, mm-hmm. and he's X now. <laughs> yeah, Antonio uh, had to step down. So he stepped down as twin and became Deuce and uh, Lady because she's been really uh, putting putting weight on the fam, the name, and like really pushing herself. And she's doing a lot of great things for Woman Crump right now. They just had mm. their first. Um, she helped lead a, a workshop with the Get Off, which is uh, Char- Trinity and Hybrid. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they just had their first all females workshop. So shout mm-hmm. outs to them. They did that. Had eight females come out. Daisy herself came out and, and enjoyed the workshop too, which is crazy because Daisy don't come outside like that. Yeah, yeah. They I mean Daisy's outside, but she ain't outside. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what be, I'm saying? She's very like hmm. So it was uh good. And that was good for her. So yeah, we got we got a little bit of got a little bit of people everywhere. You know, I have mm-hmm. some, you know, still waiting on um, one or two more people that I'm waiting on, I guess, to, like, really solidify the fam. I think it's, like, two more people, and then we're going to close down for a while. The fam is, is doing their best. They're doing really good right now. 
I'm, 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 I'm oh, you know me. I'm always hard on them. I don't, I don't let them mm-hmm. get too comfortable, but I'm happy that they're, you know, working together and doing what they got to do. So makes my life easier. Oh, I just go and keep making everybody afraid of them. And then they just become more of the tight knit fam. So for people who may not know, for people who may not know, I used to be the old J dread. Yeah. Baby young. And then yeah, baby young and junior. Yeah. Um, Man, been rolling with my dog for a fucking minute, bro. We've been. Yeah. AOV. Yeah. AOV days. Bro, and people don't even, oh, bro, I be trying to tell motherfuckers they don't even understand like an AOV practice and just like what we do as dancers. Like, you know what I mean? Like the shit that we put ourselves through, like, bro, I like. I used they, to like really think about that. And it's just crazy to me that like, I understand why Crystal was the way she was now. Mm-hmm. Because she's a fucking Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> so the way she would work, there was a reason why I really gravitated towards that work and gravitated to how she like did stuff. It was because we were the same sign. Mm-hmm. So every time I think about that now, I'm just like, fuck. Shit was fire. Uh, dude, it was, I mean, it was such good training, but I just think of like, even back then, those days of like, you know, bro, like those 818s, like, it went through a whole like like i like i feel for myself like i watched it go from like you know it was pretty like like you know there were small sessions and then they got a little more packed and then a little more packed and then there was days where like do you still remember like the fucking helicopter comes and bam is dancing bro and the helicopter comes and shites the fucking light on us it was my birthday yeah, bro. And it yeah, was Hollywood, it was bro. Like, We're in the middle yeah. of Hollywood Park, bro. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what? Yeah, we was over here just getting off. I remember it was my birthday. I think it was me, you, bam. Uh, what was that girl from 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 you from from uh she was under crucial? Felicia. Felicia, and then it was crucial and unknown, and we were just all sitting there getting off for my birthday, and then the fucking helicopter just randomly comes because we're yelling and dancing, <laughs> and everyone's like, what's going on? And we're like, oh, damn, we got the cops called on us. And at 2 a.m. Yeah, bro, at like <laughs> one something in the morning, like, I guess we're getting buck, huh? All right. Bro, and then have days. a care in the fucking world, bro. I was just out here living my life, like, crumping i'm i'm in la like just doing the fucking thing you know at this spot like you know that people know about and shit and i mean bro there's there's never a time when i'm telling people like you know when i tell people my story that it doesn't start off with like man 818s with dread 818s with dread like eyes fam would pull up and these people would pull up and these people would pull up and i remember the first time watching enforcer rest in peace dance like it was right there it was right there at the E1A. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is, like, I've seen you on DVDs, bro. Like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. J-Slot. Everybody, man. Slotty boy. Mm-hmm. All those good days, man. There were so many. Excuse me. There were so many good days of A18s and looking forward to being in that energy, being on that concrete. It just has a certain energy. It has a certain, like, 
spot. And it's crazy, you know, when you go back and you think about it, you're just like, man, like those were really days that like, even though you won't get them back, it's good to remember. Yeah, it's really good to remember. Core memories, dude, like core fucking memories for me. Um, yeah. I did want, I dude, one thing I did want to ask you about, and I guess, and I, bro, I stay out of the Crumpers page. It's just too, I, I, I deal, bro, I deal with enough anxiety on my own and I don't need anything else to help me not like my own life. And so I stay out, <laughs> you know, I stay out. But, um, one thing I was interested about was the fucking, the buck house, bro. Like, what was that experience like? Uh, it was good, man. It was, it was different. I mean, uh, I've heard different, um, I've heard different, like, interpretations of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was so, but I can't for you, say so too for much. You, I can't, I can't say too much about it because we're still in production. We're still putting out episodes. Like, I think this uh-huh. next episode is like I think it's one of the episodes that I I was exceptionally proud in because I was the top scorer. Mm. Um, so I was real I'm really interested to see how that comes out. Um but I think for me it was just me wanting to do something that hasn't been done and mm. be one of the first to do it. Cause um I mean Unfortunately, my work ethic and everything that I've done like makes it hard for me to be in a certain weight class or be around a certain level of people. And like, shout outs to all my Buckhouse people because like that was like just a time for me to really bond with people. And I almost, almost had a real moment. I think I was talking to Miho, and like I think for the first time in a very, very, very long time, I felt like people were like my actual friends. I broke down and I cried just because, you know, I'm really a lone wolf. People, I think, judge me harshly and they keep me as a lone wolf because of how much I'm willing to do and how far I'm willing to go for the things that I want in Crump, in dance. And I think because a lot of people don't understand me or they don't understand my my origin of action or why I do things the way that I do things or how I do things. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They they keep me in this little, like, they keep me on this little pedestal and they don't let me move up or down, but they don't really try to get to see. Ooh, excuse me. I'm getting old, y'all. Sorry. Um, I feel like because of that, they uh, they don't really get to see. They don't really know me and they don't try to. So, but for the most part, for me, it's like, that was just like one of those experiences that like, I can say like, yeah, you know, the first Crump reality TV show, bro, I was really on that. Like I was one of the contestants. I was one of the top contestants. nuts, dude. Yeah. So, and I pray that, you know, they do another season or they, you know, later on down the line, they bring us back or something just to kind of relive it a little bit and have our moment because during during the competition like we're really just like trying to get we're we're having fun and we're getting close as as people as friends but at the same time we're trying to compete with each other on Mm -hmm. camera 
and then like be cool off the camera. So we're constantly doing this switch back and forth throughout the whole week that we're there. Like I to felt him. like shout outs to these boys who it was Rascal and all of them too putting this shit together. Right? Ra- yeah, it was Rascal. It was uh, another person. He said he wanted to remain nameless, but another Crump OG. Mm-hmm. With Rascal, Miho, Grim, it was a collect uh, solo. Like it was a collective effort of people putting their energy, time, taping, direction, vision, and then you had like you know benefactors, people that were contributing money and and coming in. Then we had special guests coming in and like doing challenges. Like we had, at one point, I think uh, one of the days. I think it was the next episode, like Hitman and, and Lil Tight Eyes the Clown, aka King Tight, Jay Styles. He came out and like like watching them dance together again, like was, was crazy as well. Like it had like a certain level of nostalgia as well. Mm-hmm. So for me, it, it was it was definitely different. Every day was something different, you know. There were little hiccups here and there, but for the most part, it was such a different experience oh shit so excuse me uh it was such a different experience that like you know when you when you look back on it you just can't help but you know just be happy about something be happy that you did something you know i I can't spoil the ending but like it was a it was a hard fought battle and we all like we just had we just tried to have as much fun as possible really Mm mm-hmm and like I was, I was thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Outcome wasn't exactly what I expected, but um, I was, I was thoroughly happy with it. I would definitely do it again. I would probably do some things different, but I, but I definitely, uh, I was definitely happy going and doing that and and being able to participate and and be a part of that first. That first season, you know, season one is always the risk takers. Like we're uh-huh. taking the risk, we're coming and putting it all on the line and just taking things how they come. And like, you know, you see a lot of people now that are talking about the buckhouse and they're like, Oh, the buckhouse this, the buckhouse that. And it's like, yeah, but y'all didn't even y'all couldn't even trust, have faith and just go and do it. Like, because you guys didn't believe who was doing it was doing it, you guys didn't participate. But now mm-hmm. that they've seen it really happen. And saw how they really like made made stuff active. It's like, oh yeah, I, I, season two. Oh, I'm gonna be on season two. That's if you get picked. Because mm-hmm. that's that's literally what it is. And then after so after doing after doing this sh- like this show, it's a show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. After doing it, like what what is something that you're hoping to see more now? out of crump after doing something like that like that's definitely a first of its kind what are you hoping to see now after doing that experience being there all the behind the scenes shit like what do you hope to see more now out of crump moving forward out of crump overall or out of crump in that specific category just out of crump just our crump crump, movement uh, um respect Mm. um first and foremost for me uh second of all for the people that paved the way before us and mm-hmm. third of all common common courtesy and respect towards each other as human beings um and the reason why i categorized 
those things like that is because people people will quickly say they respect me and then quickly give me a backhanded insult or compliment. Mm. Um, I see that. And yeah. And for me, I'm like, give respect to the people who are willing to risk it, to do something, to fulfill something in crop. And I'll say that about a lot of different things. I feel like my twin, she should be given a certain level of respect because she just did the first women's, all women's crump workshop that hasn't been done. Mm-hmm. To my knowledge in America has never been done by anybody. Yeah. Nobody's yeah, orchestrated. No so, and then, you know, respect your OGs, respect what Miho is trying to do as doing his best to hold reins and, and lead crump while tight eyes is away respect him respect people like riot respect people like solo respect people that even though they are not fully in the squared circle getting it in with niggas in a parking lot till two o'clock in the morning not getting paid for it they are still around the movement watching people and willing to talk to people if you give them their just due and a lot of people feel like doing that is kissing ass and i'm like no it's not I've met, and you know this, I've never disrespected my OGs. I've never not given them the credit and the respect. I've never not given anybody respect that was connected to me or I was a product of. And I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people need to spend more time physically in the face of these people giving their respect, mm-hmm. like giving their flowers. Yes, the fact sir. that Crush still Absolutely. Fit, like, for instance, the fact that Crush still feels like he has to be out here doing stuff is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. When the man literally, like, there are pillars, there are levels of pillars from clowning to crump. Well, clowning to rugged nigga dancing to crump to buck to, 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 everything, to everything. You know what I'm saying? We have our founders. We have our, our clown veterans. We have our crump pioneers, veterans, you know, trendsetters, trailblazers. We got all different kinds. And I feel like respect is one of the biggest things that going forward, I would like to see more of. Respect, less cyberbullying, more constructive criticism instead of just dogging people out all the damn time. Unless you're, you know, in a confrontation about to battle somebody, then yeah, yeah talk, you know, then, then yeah, talk your shit. But if you're not willing to listen, share, and give people the constructive criticism, then how are we supposed to get better as a movement? You got people, you know, posting about Crump for the Olympics. How are we going to go to the Olympics when we can't even, we can't even support each other? We can't even love each other. Bro, I tell you right now, I would never book Crump for the Olympics. I would never, at its current state, if it stayed like this for the rest of time, I would never. The guys wouldn't be on time. They wouldn't be on time. They would have these requirements. And it's like, this is the motherfucking Olympics. Like, what are you talking about? I hate that the first thing you said was, (laughs) they wouldn't be on time. Bro, let's be real, dog. We are in the parking lot getting fucking high. And then it's like, we're supposed to be there at 530. It's like 545. We're like, oh fuck like you know like everyone's just high like 
oh fuck we gotta go in there like you know hey bro no you can't be showing up late you can't be doing that and i mean there is the people right like the people you name like the mijos people like that like that i would send prissy that i would send to something like that because i know that they understand the etiquette of business like in business on a on a on a you know grand stage of that level like mijos toured prissy's toured prissy does a fucking she has a class in fucking a university right now you know what i mean like these people i mean i only use their names because they're clear examples but not to say that there's not other people who could do it too but the thing is is that group is far and few in between you know what i mean what we what we should have like the the level of etiquette that we should have Mm. as, as a movement you know what i mean yeah, that and we still have a lot of building to do as far as having solid um, criteria and, and bullet points and moves, move sets and style sets and different stuff like that. Like how, you know, breakdancing has it because breakdancing has a lot, you know what I mean? And they have years and years and years of being commercialized and, and uncommercialized, built, rebuilt, and, and put on that official, you know, billboards where they could be considered olympic worthy but it all in all just like respect i think i think that's where it starts off first common courtesy and respect Mm. it's not hard to have but it's incredibly difficult to alter depending on the type of personality or the person that you're um you're in interactions with Mm, but that's what i that's what i hope first first and foremost that's the biggest one of the biggest things i hope for and who and from the dreadster who's one of your favorite dancers like new dancers to watch right now um favorite new dancers like someone that i actually like to watch their footage yeah somebody you enjoy Shit, I barely watch a lot of people to be honest. Um I just I don't I don't pay attention to looking at other people's shit. I would say um um Stain. Mm, I thought so. I stay I remembered I battled Stain at an eight one eight. And then I think I battled Herb later on that weekend. Mm. I saw the similarities in styles and why Herb picked him up to be a fair warning, and then I think I haven't really seen a lot of him, and then I just saw him versus Kid uh, Kid Rex, I think. Yeah, him versus Dice. Dice, yeah, and nice I was battle. just, and I was just, uh, man, I think I watched his actual battle like twenty times. Like I watched his footage because I was just like the the aggression, the tenacity, the attack the textures and the the material was like was dope but just the overall feeling coming from the body really made me like made me feel <laughs> it's like <laughs> i wish i would have been that good at his age mm-hmm. when i had my full power my full body when i could do anything with my body which i really did try to do at his age too but like that type of he that I could tell that day that he knows how to dance from a personal place. 
mm-hmm. when he's really trying to prove something. Maybe not to other people, but he was definitely trying to prove something to himself that he could kill because that he could kill that boy. Um, he is somebody I got to get in the ring with before my shit's done. Before yeah. I'm said and done with, I have to because he I was really. Did it. So I'm not doing it no more. I'm pulling a solo. I'm not doing it no more. That nigga. Bro, I mean, he like he he was blowing up the same time. Like when I was first coming into Crump, like he was doing his thing already out there. And I remember mm, yeah. like like people, you know, like people would throw out these names like J-Rex or 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 Grizzy or this. I'm like, yo, fam, but Stain is lit. Like, why are we not talking about him, bro? Timing. Like, it's always the timing. It's always the timing of something that at the right moment when you're really tuned in and tapped in to 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 crump and you getting off it's it's in it's inevitable like mm-hmm. no one is ever overlooked it's just not your time it's not your Yo, time yeah. it's not your time like you got to be in alignment not only with yourself with your movement with who you are as a person in crump but like you got to be in alignment with crump and be in alignment of the energy and the setting of what you're in. That setting was a beefy setting. Like people had little little things to get off their chest, but Stain had the biggest thing to get off his chest because he was like, a lot of people were saying Kid Rex was gonna kill him, mm-hmm. was gonna beat him. Mm-hmm. Like Stain was still dancing the same. Stain was like, y'all think this nigga gonna beat me? Mm-hmm. Oh hell no. So and you could see it. You could see it in everything he was doing. It was like he kept going to where it was like, can you beat this? No? Okay, let me do some more. Can you beat this? No? All right, hold on. I got some more for you. Hold on. Okay, how about this? How about now? No? Okay, okay. I was like, all right, I got you. I got you. Maybe you can beat this. It's just, it, that's just how it read to me. Like, I was just, you know how you watch certain people, you're just like, mm-hmm. like, mean. Stain, Lady Stain, Lady C4, um, Shout out Lady C4. Shout out Lady Stain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one. I, li- I like no one because of his dramatization. He reminds me of, it's like, I see an upgraded version of myself. I see something that I wish I could get to, but because I'm older, I've already lived my time of, of going for that super, super high peak. Um, but like, this, no one is, is truly, truly an animal. He's truly an animal to me. Like I think if, he understands the creative expression, mm-hmm. yeah, part of Crump. He understands extremely well. There's nothing I've ever and and this is a compliment. It's not like he's like dislocating his shoulder and wrapping it around his neck, right? Mm-hmm. But everything he does with his body is so insane. Like it's so insane, and it's and simple. It, and but it, it's just so within his bounds. It's like he knows what he's doing. Like and it's like when he's doing it, he knows it's flawless. Like this is, and that's a part of that expressional, dr- dramatic like essence that he just knows really. T- to me, knows really. To me and Tomb, me and Tomb talked about him briefly recently uh, on on an app, dude. And yeah, he's a he's a gift. Bro, and, yeah. and you do, and I think, bro, honestly, when I look back at some of your old footage, because me and one of the homies was watching some of your old footage the other night, and he he was like, bro, he always does these, like, wild intros. 
I was like, bro, and they be going over everybody's head. Like, people is just not understanding what my man no. is putting down no. right now. They never, they never do. They never do. I actually just had a battle with um, in the Bay Area. I did Beast of the Bay. Shout outs to Bullethead and them. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and and uh, the the way I situated my tracks with the intro being a regular track and then bleeding it into the crump track and then like just the little Easter eggs like me wearing a jacket with you know Oakland turf ink and I'm in Sacktown in the Bay Area getting off oh, and it's of the and it's yeah and it's like it's it's the beast of the Bay I took my hair out. I didn't get it done. So like I really look like a wildebeest. Like my hair is all fucking <laughs> and shit. Like it's just little uh, Easter egg things, little details that people don't catch until I say something. Like I yeah. think uh I had one of those uh combos that like I literally did where like I did the pool table concept, put all the balls in, spun the eight ball, took my spine out, straightened it, turned it into a pool stick, took my eye out sharpen the pool cue with my eye and then shot the eight ball, rolled the eight ball around, went into the pocket. Then I said eight ball corner. And then I literally pulled the pocket out of my pants and said pocket dropped to my knees, pop back up. But it's like that type Stupid of stuff. Boy. <laughs> yeah, But it's like, I, I'm always thinking of that type of stuff that like for that one person, mm-hmm. the one person that can keep up with that, that can see it and be like, I understood it. That's pretty much what I do it for. Intros and like those one hitter quitter moments. Like you can always count on those for me. In a big event setting, you can count on a one hitter quitter moment. So it's really just about how badly do I want to get off? Like I got some battles. I got some things coming up. And when people see the flyers, I hope they know that like, you know, this is one of my last years fully battling, like full power. So um, I'm going I'm going all in. But to go back to the last thing, the the, the, the final person I love to watch is uh Baby Solo. Baby Solo, yeah. Baby Solo. That kid is like he's like a terminator. He can watch you. And then upload it like into his cerebral cortex and then fucking change and then go again and then be still crazy again. And the crazy part is like when you watch him battle, it's like he'll hit you with different variations of the same stuff because he's wanting to see can you beat all the different variations before Mm -hmm. he goes to the next level. And it's like, I watched him desert storm for it the tournament battling beast the kids tournament going winning the kids tournament like the way it's just that man he's gonna be another ruck boy like yeah yeah he's he, yeah. he's clearly on his way to it's like we got ruck boy evil ryu baby solo baby taminator we got freaking baby drowsy Baby Drowsy, aka Baby Dread. I miss her. Mm-hmm. I need to go see her. Uh, Young Trinity, Little Drowsy. Like, they're, these kids are going to be the people that we're watching, like a freaking gladiator show pretty soon. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like, like somebody's going to be Russell Crowe with a, fuck, with a freaking 
hat on talking about maximus maximus <laughs> that's literally how we're gonna be because their yeah. their minds are just so they're just so different from ours now you know what i mean like we had a certain peak of creativity that you know we're pushing the boundaries on right now but these kids effortlessly are are clowning us in a lot of different ways like they're they're younger they're smarter they're faster mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they may not necessarily be stronger, but their fortitude is a lot more sharper and a lot more in abundance than us coming up in the dance. So it's like to see them in 10 years, we're, we're not going to be able to keep up. It's going to be like seeing the old people at the barbecue do the two-step. Yeah. A lot of older people, we're going to be at barbecues. We're going to hear hood hop and start throwing our, our base. Mm-hmm. Thing and then they gonna come out looking like Something futuristic, different. yeah, futuristic beings or some shit. So I well, look forward that's to that. like that's like uh, that's supposed to be, you know, that's like the normal progression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they Facts. they start where we left off, and where we left off was already over here. You know, and yeah. the access to information and just, I mean, people are gonna take the fucking me and um me and Cisco. Me and Cisco, fucking, we were talking about like, you know, wanting to be better, and then and then better can always be best, and then, you know, once you've hit best, like that's when you in you got to innovate, like you got to create something new out of this, and so I can't wait to see, like, yeah, like, like baby drowsy, bro, fucking, like, you know, baby low, ruck, I'm, bro, yeah, like I'm I'm still wait, I'm waiting for your son to still get in there too. I'm waiting for nephew to to to. Throw one real quick if he get if he gets the bug. Uh, he got he got bug. one in he got one in. Uh, it, it was when I was traveling, man, and I, I came home for a visit, and I took that food to a I took that food to a beast camp session. And Sherwin's mom was like, "You you take him dancing now. You take you knock. You take him dance. You make him dance." And I was like, "All right, Andy, I'll take him." <laughs> so like, Alvaro was about to go in. I was like, "Yo yo yo, hey, let me, let my son get it in real fast," and then. I mean, he rocked it. He got out there and got busy, but I mean, he does his thing, bro. I don't, I don't really try to like push it on him or nothing. Yeah, like of course. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to do it, he'll do it. But if not, whatever. You know, he'll do. Something. If not, his dad does it. That's, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things. I think I learned from you when I have my kid. I think when I have my kid, I just want my kid to be like my dad used to do that. My dad was one of the best. My dad did this and went here i want to be able to tell him all that and if he does want to come and do it at some point then yeah you know i'll teach you but i think you know because like my dad my dad was a train operator my grandfather was in the i think he was in the persian gulf war the submarine wars yeah uh, after world war three i think or right before world war three so like i always felt like that with him like my papa He's a veteran. That man, he fought. He fought in the wars. I used to have his medals and stuff too. Rest in peace. So, like, I think that's like one of my biggest, biggest things. After, you know, even when you were in the family and everyone else, I think that was one of my biggest things. Like, I know when I have a family, even if I'm not doing it anymore, everybody wants to have that feeling when they, you know, take their family or their son or anybody to somewhere where they used to be the big man on campus and everyone be like, oh, it's so-and-so. Yo, what mm-hmm. up? Hey, you brought your family. 
Do you know who this man is? Do you know who your dad used to be? Or he might still be. We don't know. Like <laughs> that type of stuff is. Yeah, is, man. Yeah, it has a man. certain. It has a certain. A certain thing for me, and it's super dope that like. And I always see you guys together on your on your story and stuff, and I'm like, and you were so worried about being a dad. I was like, bro, you got. I don't even know why you're worried. Like you're gonna be fine. Like I remember we used to have those talks about that, and to see you now, I'm like, see, I knew what I was talking about. If yeah. anything, that boy is smart. He's lo- he's loved endlessly for sure, for sure. He ain't ever missed a meal. You know what I mean? Of course. But it's, you would it's rather process. miss a meal than he does. So absolutely, and yeah. and it's a process, man. Like you know what I mean. And but that's a I want do. Thank you, thank you for that. Thank you for saying that. That's a high compliment to me. Um, yeah, man. I, I remember. I remember everything from pops rest in peace to him mm-hmm. being born and you building and, and really just trying to get your sanity and and go going from level one to where you're at now. So. Most definitely. And I always pay attention. I don't talk a lot, but I pay attention to everything. I see hey, everything. bro. And we back in the smoking section part yeah. two in this bitch. You hear me? Part two in this <laughs> There's not a lot of people who do part twos on the smoking section, my G, but you know I'm going to exactly. have the dread, man. I appreciate it. My any boy. any uh, any crump drama you want to... Uh, any, any crump things, any other crump things drama that you've heard that you want? you want to talk about or me address i know there's been a whole bunch of crap going on Dude, you know what, everybody what, likes a lot a little bit of spiciness what's cracking bro i don't be uh, dude i don't be in the page like that bro so oh, i don't even know no? i don't even know oh, well uh they, we had uh so shout out to miss prissy so miss prissy made a post mm-hmm. and said she she wrote my name and she said you know dante story is still top 5 in crump and the whole world blew up. And me, I was like, I mean, for someone like Miss Prissy, shout out to her to give somebody like me kudos when she was always the most hard on me. Mm-hmm. You know, prior, you know, it's contrary to anybody's belief. My conversations with her, she always gave me tough, tough love and like always kind of like told me to straight and narrow. She's a Virgo, I'm a Taurus. I, you know. If you believe in that kind of stuff, I believe that's why. Yeah. Um, so, like, when everybody started getting upset and started putting all these things up, I was just like, bro, one, it's it's her opinion. Two, if you really feel like I'm not, you can come battle me for it. I really don't care. You know, I'm getting to the point now where, like, I don't even care about that shit like that. I appreciate it because I worked hard for it. And um, so that was the first thing. What's the problem with that statement, though? I don't, that's what I'm not. Are there? I mean, are they just saying that you're not talented enough to be in that conversation, or that there's who knows? No one ever really gave a, a full synopsis of why. Only some hater dude that I will not mention his name and give him any type of power, but some hater dude was like, "Well, you're not on FCD's top IG list um, for the worldwide thing," and and. And you lost in the buck house, or how are you top anything? I'm top five because all of your OGs and favorite dancers respect me. And they know that if I come, I come to play hardball. I don't, I'm not soft. I'm not in the knowledge era where I just want to show how much knowledge I have by uh, 
dropping technological terms or like acting. I don't, I try, I do my best not to act like I'm the best. Mm-hmm. I do my best to act like I'm the one that you should be afraid of. It's your a different humility. Your humility has costed you a lot of things. Though, yeah. I, I would say like, you know what yeah. I mean? A lot. It's costing me a lot of things that I deserve because I was not raised. I was raised to put myself first. I was not raised to be cocky about it. Mm-hmm. And, or, or I've always been confident, but mm-hmm. I've never over talked what I did, what I earned or who I was. Mm-hmm. Anything that I ever said, and you know this because we had personal conversations about this. Anything I ever said, someone told me that I was that. I never claimed it for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's why and that's why it sticks. And that's why if you tell me I'm this, then I'm going to hold on to that with a firm iron grip. And I'm going to only hold on to that because it was gifted. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people in Crump don't understand nowadays. Like, I'm top five. How? Why? Why wouldn't Be- you? You know, I mean, exactly. But but let's let's temporarily go down deep down the rabbit hole. Beast, why is he top five? Why would he be top five? Now, when we're talking when we're talking about top five, Crump, right now, if you ask me who my top five is, it's off of a body of work. Their mm-hmm. body of work, right? What are they doing on a day to day basis? Not only inside of Crump, but for but Crump. outside. And for crap. Yeah, so outside, because little do people like, and I think I think sometimes little do you guys really realize is that the more successful any of you, you beast, concrete, Spartan, rage, any of y'all, any of you, that's like that's like my top five. Like you know what I mean. Any given Sunday, I mean, let's exclude people. You know, Miho, Crush, Chez, Prissy. You know. Some somebody's heads exclude them any given Sunday. Y'all are fucking up anybody one on one. We already seen you put hands to ugly fate, right? We watched uh-huh. Concrete put hands to ugly fate. Uh-huh. Beast has put hands to him. Sparn had put hands to him. So any given Sunday, like that's the best Europe's got to offer. Sorry guys, but that's the best they got to offer. Well, well, I mean, I, I'll say the the best Europe has to offer. As a side note, I would say ugly fate is in Russia. I would say somebody in Japan. I would say Sniper, No Script, maybe, uh, who's the new guy on the block out there? Maybe Cyborg, that's maybe a five. And then on on honorable mention, you could say like Jamzy or Wolf or now compare. Wolf, Uh, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you Wolf, I'll give you Wolf, Wolf. I'll give you Wolf. Um, Tricks in Korea is still very, very tight, and so is Nux. Um, but I'm saying off the fucking hit, bro. I'm saying like just hit. just random. You pick it. You yeah. pick a location from you, right? So from you to let's say fucking Wolf, right? Let's find a location that's exactly middle distance. You both hop on a plane. You show up. You battle fresh off the plane. You have three days notice. Boom, go. I'm taking you every single day, 100 times over. Y'all can put my fucking money on it. Because off the fucking hip, off the fucking noggin, you five, or I'm putting y'all up against anybody. Anybody. I'll put my car on it. (laughs) What's crazy is it's like my five doesn't even include me. But my five is is for different things. 
and it's for different reasons. And like, I think the top five conversation, there are different bodies, levels of body of work that someone can approach. Like, I think Dead End will go on to be one of the best because not only does he battle, he puts on really good events. And really. he's putting on for the state of Arizona. And he's putting on for his whole state. His whole state. Whole state. Arizona is dead end. Mm-hmm. Dead end family. That's You see, you look at Arizona, there is nobody else. It's mm-hmm. dead end, right? I feel that if there was ever a crumper I met anywhere in the world, that was like, oh, I'm from Arizona. I would be like, ah. Let me call Ronnie. Let me call Dead End real quick. <laughs> Just same thing with like Buffalo. Spartan mm-hmm. is from Buffalo, mm-hmm. I believe. Rex. Hitman is from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But who do you think of when you think of Buffalo? Rex. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I think a judge first. I think a mm-hmm. judge and Spartan first. I think I always think of Spartan. I always think of Spartan. Uh, I, I think of Judge and Spartan first, and then after that, I think. Judge, Spartan, Hitman. I think mm-hmm. those three. Then I think of Rex. But like me personally, like that's why I say like there's me, I I I claim what I claim because from the moment I started to now, I've never taken a break. I've always battled. I've always sessioned. I've always taken workshops. I've supported every event that I could. I've supported every album that I could. I bought everything that I could. I've gone everywhere I could to be in the vicinity of Crump, not to mention going to overseas to Japan, overseas to Korea, Philippines. Well, no, I didn't hit the Philippines yet. That's the one I got to hit. But freestyle, open style, Crump, America, up and down, across USA, Minnesota, East Coast, West Coast, down South in Texas. Like I've been up and down, been up and down the roads. I'm damn near like the undertaker, but um. Not as scary looking, you know, let some people tell it. But, like, there are certain people like Beast who are cultivators. They are growers. They are farmers. Beast to me is like a buck farmer. Mm-hmm. He plants seeds. He sows the seeds. He waters them. He gets them, like, going. And then he plows them up. And then they're all just little buck people. And then they go off. And he reaches out and he teaches a lot of people and he goes and he does this and he does that and he does this and he does that. And I'm like, that he's he's solidified himself. Mm-hmm. Ruin solidified himself. Mm-hmm. Uh Oof, fucking Spartan, like Spartan solidified himself. Um right now, there isn't a lot of people who are top of the food chain. Ruin just stepped down from the top of the food chain. Yeah, he's definitely up there. I I, I don't know why I never think of Ruin. But he's it's just talking. because he's he's tit for tat. He's very strategic in where he moves and how he moves with certain things. He doesn't just go balls to the wall. I'm the ball. I'm the trailblazer guy. He's the mm-hmm. I'm a sit, wait, pick my moment, and then attack. Mm-hmm. Beast was like that at first, and now he's like, I just have to get everything out. So when I leave, my whole legacy is finished. But that I, man is Genghis Khan of Crump. He has just fucked all of the world of Crump. Just fucked it up. Like, be, like, 
I don't understand how he keeps thinking of shit to do like this, but like just like the website, bro. You know what I mean? Like he literally spread his seed everywhere. I'm like, and I just I just know in the future for guys like you, him, you know, dude, I'm telling you, ruined Spartan Rage. Like, bro, your guys' names are gonna go down in books, bro. And it's just weird to me that it's weird to me that people would even at this point, bro, like when I first got to Crump, there was the arguments of you being top five. And seven years later, like we're still Still. having this discussion. Like, guys, get the fuck over it. Yeah. Get over it. (laughs) If their favorite dancer isn't being mentioned, they don't like it, which is I which is understandable. Everybody wants their favorite dancer to be on top. I mean, to me, I have not fully yet been on top. And I think that's the reason I still keep going. But now I'm like, I don't care. I don't care to be on top. I just care. Excuse me. I just care to beat people, you know, whoop ass, take names, win a couple more championships, travel overseas a couple more times. And then, like like I said, there's still, like, a couple people like Beast. He's the number one person I got to get it in with before I quit. So, Beast, I will be waiting. Um my my uh the guy that got me into freestyle his name is gold that oh. is like that is my deshaun that is my deshaun that is my my guy my my ace my damn partner in crime the my damn near my best friend in some aspects and and like before i would leave that side of dance i would have to like exhibition get it in with him just to say thank you because he was the reason I even really fully got into it and got well-versed in it and really built the platform. How I built it was was majorly because of him. And, um, I mean, besides those two, there's a, a crush. I definitely want to still get it in with Crush one more time. I battled him once. I definitely got to battle him again because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, in my, my personal opinion, I'm similar to Crush in a lot of ways. I, I didn't necessarily build a lot of styles or, or 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 do or pioneer as much as he did, but I definitely worked hard and took took on anybody that was put in front of me, and like constantly have worked to uphold a standard. So I would still, you know, want to uphold that standard, Miho, because he is the big bro, and I know because we're both Tauruses and, and we have like a very unique connection. Like we would def, I would definitely need to exchange that with him just out of love and respect. And then if Chez would ever, you know, let me, you know, he would be the final boss. Like it would be, have to be me and Chez, but I, most of these battles, I don't even want like stage flyer event. Like I want to get it in where I started it in. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. go to the parking lot, go to the street, car door open and just and just get it the best way i can yeah and, and just battle 12 mm-hmm. 10 round, five rounds 10 rounds 12 rounds nigga i don't care but mm-hmm. it is it's just i have a certain honor and respect for people who have built this dance and done things with this dance and for this dance because you know in last i mean i guess the last thing i can say about that is is like people still have to be aware that Crump is a living, breathing thing. thing. It is a entity. It has an energy. It has a brain. It has feelings. It has so much. And like, if you are not willing 
to reciprocate what it gives you, then you shouldn't be crumping. You just shouldn't. Because as much as we use this for clout and, and to be able to travel and to get pats on our back and to get kudos and to get likes on videos and different stuff like that, I'm pretty sure most of the people who will listen to this will never, ever, ever, ever have thought to look at Crump as, you know, your own personal, like your own personal diary. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like the emotions that you put into it when you're battling or sessioning, the the things that you release through a therapy session or through a, a session with your close homies when you're going through it or a showcase round that inspires some kid or some body somewhere to really get up off their feet and really dance and learn how to do something to make themselves happier. Like those are privileges that we are allowed to be as crump dancers. It's a, it's a privilege, you know what I'm saying? And, and like, that's why I, I never really post things when people tell me I inspire them or you're so amazing or you're this or you're that, because it's not me. That's amazing. It's crump. That's amazing. Trump mm. is just using me as this vessel to show how amazing it is and to show the pure art form of it outside of the politics, outside of the bullshit, outside of he say, she say, and who's top five and who's this and who's that. Like the pure, like the, the pureness of it, of the dance, of the gyrations, the movements, the character, the, 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 the mentalities, the mindsets, like, it's all privilege because at the end of the day, you don't really get a lot for that. Crump gets a lot for that. Crump gains a new person. For every new person, Crump lives one one more minute than what it would have. Ooh, you know a, what I'm that's saying? A fact. That's a so fact. it's like the more people, and that's why I, t- I respect Sherwin to a big extent is because you brought a lot of people into Crump, but now I feel like the people that are in Crump have to go through the same process that you went through that a lot of other people from other styles went through to understand and fully digest how deep Crump is for people like us who were at the time when it started underprivileged. A lot of Mm -hmm. people will not agree with this statement. Crump started off as a very, very, very heavily black influenced and black excellence type of dance. It just did. Anybody who doesn't like that, I understand. But it really was that. You mm-hmm. did not see a lot of other people from other ethnicities and energies doing it. You had rare people. You had Milk Casper Solo and Bad News. Oh, yep. Yeah. News. Bad News. Everyone else, for the most part, until Chaz and Mio started traveling, were African American. So it's like, I think if more people care just as much about prolonging the lifespan of Crump as they do about being the best, maybe combining those two, maybe we could have a slight, possibly better harm, harmonized existence around each other. Yeah. But my main thing is, is that I want someone who has cystic fibrosis one day to look at my videos longer down the line and go, I want to do that. If he can do it, then I can do it. And I'm going to take my medicine and I'm going to do my machines and I'm going to go to the doctors and I'm going to do whatever I have to do to be able to do that because 
he was amazing. And I feel like if more people cared about not reaching souls for the kingdom, but just reaching human beings to tap into something that if you really connect to it in your heart, it will constantly move you. It'll constantly feed you energy, confidence, mentality, spirituality, physical peak, you know, physical abundance. Like I think more people will find the 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 why or the the how or the happiness that they want to see in Crump. I think that's the most important thing. I think that's why it was put here. It's to really give people a reason. It's, it's, it's to really give people that satisfying feeling of, I know why I'm here. And maybe it may not be Crump. Maybe it might be something else, but maybe Crump might help you get the self-confidence and the and the drive to go get that thing, to go get that big thing that you want or to go get that that next level of what you're trying to, to get to in your life, to make your life make sense to you. But if more people are more concerned about that, it would be easier. And I think more people would be willing to help each other in the long run. Bro, that was, I mean, that was, that was, that's the clip of the fucking week. Let me tell you, <laughs> first off, second off. <laughs> and it's, it's so true because, and I got to give you, I got to give you your flowers on it. Like the ways that you had us, out, I'm telling you, dude, had us out there battling. And it was like, there was, I remember, I remember talking to Bam one night. And it was like during the whole time of like real deal, us and six six one, and it was like <laughs> there was a lot happening. And, yeah. and and Bam was kind of a little nervous. He was telling me he was a little nervous. I was like, you know, like fuck, dude, I am too, bro. But we can't be showing no fear. Like there's like they'll eat us up, dog. Like no fear, bro. Like no fear. Like we got to go out here ready. And I approach a lot of life that way now because because I was this Oxnard kid coming into this 818 session it's me you know me and this dude who's teaching me how to crump dude like you know what i mean and now here i am fucking getting forced into these battles and it's just like okay like fuck it let's go for it let's go like you know what i mean and i really i put a lot of trust you know and i put and and it was it was really scary and it was it was it was cool though to go through that process with you and then now having you know seven years since that time like it's like now when i just step through life i just have that same bravery of like fuck it like you know what i mean like we're here now going yeah go in there i mean it's never really fear it's like you only have two things that you act out of in life it's either love or fear there is only one tree of life there is only true two main branches of fear and love everything else is a sub context category of those Mm. two things so it's like, if you're afraid, what are you afraid of? Like, nervousness is just another word for fear. Mm-hmm. And you were a dread. So what is dreadful? Dread, dreadful, fear, mm-hmm. the you fear know, the fear-based something. So it's like, it's natural to fear that. But for you to go through that and have those times of that, and then for that to translate into your life where now it's like, fuck I'm nervous but I'm not going to show them that I'm afraid I'm just going there with a straight face smile you know fake laugh do what I got to do and just kill this shit on the nail and (laughs) and the more you do that it becomes the way for you to tackle anything that you want to do and that is one of the privileges of being in crump is being rewarded those things for your bravery 
for your, you know, it's, it's really just your self-confidence. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't have self-confidence. It's hard to have it mm-hmm. in society and politics and life and whether it be women or work or being a man or children or family. It, it, self-confidence is, is hard to instill. A lot of our parents of this generation did not have a lot of self-confidence. They were raising us as kids. It was 18, 19, 17, 20, 21 kids themselves raising us. They didn't know how to put confidence into us because if they did, one, they would have did it. (laughs) And two, they were probably just trying to not kill us and make sure we were eight, make sure we ate, make sure we were clothed and taken care of properly. To the next day, dude. Let's get to the next day, day, bro. Let's get to the next day. So it's like, you can't fault people for not being able to teach you something that they barely learned themselves. They're not masters at it. You know what I'm saying? But, but Crump, I feel like in a way, the, the community of Crump is everybody's parent. Yeah. Yeah. It's our tribe, man. It's our tribe. It's the way that we govern ourselves. Yeah. But like that tough love that, that tough love I know for most women and some men is their father. Yeah. Not the big homie, just Crump, just the community, just the po- the political wave that you have to go through, just the, the day-to-day of Crump ethics, etiquette, politics, mm-hmm. different shit. Like, all that stuff is literally like a parent to you. And you mm-hmm. learn how to go through things and how to maneuver things and make decisions. You learn hard work. You learn a good, you learn hard work. You learn self-confidence. You learn how to put on a show. You learn how to put on a face, you know, how to put on a character and pretend like everything is okay. You learn so many different lifelong traits. Not all of them are really good, but if you use them for good, they become very powerful tools. I think the one of the ones that really hit fast was fighting back. Like, and the only way I really had ever known that was like through like fist fights. You know what I mean? But there's moments when, you know, this person is just, they're just getting off. And you could have danced really well the round before. And, and I, you know, this is from experience where it's like you dance good the round before and this guy's getting off. And there's a moment when it's kind of starting to get in your head because the same people who was cheering for me is now cheering for him. Mm-hmm. And this isn't good. You know, they're turning their back on me. And, you know, and real quick, you got to start fighting back. And it's like I learned that it that resiliency doesn't start in the ring. If it's starting in the ring, it's too late. Yeah. The resiliency starts when they're starting to they're starting to come at you now. It's the moment that starts earlier than that. The resiliency starts as soon as people know that you're going to battle. Because yeah, the stairs, bro. Yeah, the stairs, the. The posts, the mm, who you true. think gonna win? Or, oh, I don't think he's that tight. Or he's all right, but this dude been killing. The resiliency and and and, and the self confidence starts there. And when you've been in the and when you've been in the ring enough times, and you've been through wars long enough, and you've gone at enough people, it doesn't phase you anymore. You're just looking at people like. You really think after all this time, this person is going to get me? Okay, so you want to piss me off now. All right, come on, let's see. And then first round, they're cheering for him, and you're just looking. Me personally, I'm just looking at people like, 
Your feet ain't moving. Your core sucks. The only thing that's making you look tight is that you got long hair. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I saw that hat trick from Rex. I saw that ground move from Mio. Like you took that from the workshop, bro. Yeah, yeah. That was I've in the, the workshop. workshop that you've taken. <laughs> you know, you 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 take off your shirt, you watched enough beast videos. I'm sorry. Mm. That's for beast to do. You shouldn't be doing it. Like it's just different stuff, you know. But but that's what teaches you how to be like, fuck this nigga. And when you get that, that fuck him. That's mm-hmm. where it all just goes up. And you can't be stopped. Yeah, it's, I stopped. I stopped. And I think another thing, uh, another big thing that Crump gave me was like, I just stopped caring. And like, that's another thing. Like, and honestly, like for you, I I know why it gets under your skin. But like, bro, fuck these people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love you, yeah. Crump. Love you. Love you. But fuck these motherfucking people, bro. They don't get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? They just, they just don't get it. And I move... And I, I had to kind of learn to do that pretty fast, too, because it was like I, I realized I just moved different. You know what I mean? Like I, I just yeah. didn't I wasn't into that whole flashy shit like other people were. And so I had to learn real fast to say, fuck it, like just dance like me, man. Like I'm not going to dance like all these other people. I, I it just it doesn't feel right. Like it, it's cool. It looks nice. I wish I could do it, but I don't do I do what I do and I'm going to do that. Because that's yeah. what I do, you know, and, and fuck these people. Nah, if you're thinking anything but that, it ain't gonna be good for you. To be honest. Sorry. At some point, it stops being about what people are saying, it starts being about what you're doing. Yeah. And the sooner you get to that, the better it is. The better it effing is. Man, and one thing, one thing, because, um, I took I, I took the time out. I took the time out to do this with Tomb, and uh, before we sign out, I want to make sure. Uh, I'm trying to. I think my thing in Crump is going to be these podcasts, and uh-huh. I don't I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm going to do it. But I do definitely want to start a tradition of making sure that I give the people that I interview their fucking flowers, and I want to uh-huh. make sure that I give you your flowers, Breda, because without you, I would have never gotten on this journey. Um, I don't think that I would have had, I don't think I would have had the same respect for the culture if I didn't, if it would have ended up any other way. I don't think I would have, I don't think that I would still approach the culture with the humility that I do. I think if I would have started off any other way, I would have been, I would have gotten cocky or just, just didn't have the proper respect for the game. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful to have started that journey under your tutelage and you bringing me under your wing, bro. I'm very thankful. Oh, I appreciate and, it. And you've been a true friend, bro. You've been a very, very true and loyal friend to, through and through. Through and fucking through. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> this corpse himself. I still, I remember when you got your name. But yeah, it's, it's, and, I, and I pray, you know, with all my little homies they they understand that that like me doing what i did and how i maneuvered things you know you carabas golem bam uh kid red from south korea who knows what happened to him um 
just I just hope everybody that ever came under my tutelage or I ever shared things with, I just hope they know that like there are different ways and different styles of being a big homie. And my best way of being a big homie is by showing you by my action and my example. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily everybody has the knowledge and the tutelage to be able to spoon feed knowledge, mostly because I come from an era where knowledge was not super accessible and you had to pay for whatever knowledge that you got. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot more expensive and it was a lot far in between than what it is now. Mm-hmm. Now you got Beast Camp and you got stuff that you can access online and do this and do that and do this and do that. Um, which is crazy, you know, but, um, you know, just, I think, uh, one of the, the, the most valuable lessons I learned was like, you know, different people need different things. And, you know, one little homie may need super hardcore tutelage and one person, you know, if I have little homies around me, I'm not going to train, I'm not going to be as hard on them as, as I am on people who are far away. Mm-hmm. Granted, because if you're farther away from me, your studying has to be on point. Our talks have to be on point. You have to be on the same mindset level to be able to hold your own where you are. And mm-hmm. I think you were one of the first uh, little homies that I had had in Crump that was very intuitive. You were very quick on the. You were very quick on the 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 the. How do you say it? Like you were very quick on the on the get up for lack of a better word you're very quick on the get up of how things interacted and you were already used to working hard because of AOV AOV made you work like a fucking dog so the type of work hard that we were talking about wasn't exactly hard but it would test your patience and it actually tested your your fortitude and your and your willingness to constantly keep going and constantly keep trying to strike the bell so Thank you, man. Yeah, man. It's, yeah. And everybody that's been under me had a piece of me in them somewhere. You know what I mean? Everybody that you have as a little homie is a reflection of either who you are or who you who you were, who you are, or who you will be in the future. So it's, <laughs> so it's up to you to either, you know, you can choose to baby the former you because the former you had a lot of difficult things. You can choose to be super hard on the present you because the present you has so much that they want to accomplish, but they don't know how they're going to accomplish it. And all they need is just an opportunity. Or you can be super, super smart and always speak to the future, the future part of yourself and people. Because hopefully, if you're genuinely doing that, it will propel them to being what they're supposed to be. And then them propelling they're supposed to be not only is that going to inspire you to work better to work harder to be more so you could be on the same level as them it's going to inspire people who are going to see them in the next two years for them to go for that same exact level if not higher it's always Mm -hmm. about setting your intention and putting things towards the the future of being upscale better that doesn't necessarily mean you know feeding everybody all the energy and making all the money because you're teaching all the classes no it's just like being able to be real and be honest with people. Like I was very real and honest with you guys. Hey, I can't speak to you. You know what I mean? Like I told, I think we had a couple different conversations. I'll show you things, but my thing for you is to learn for how you to do it. 
Mm-hmm. No matter what name I was ever under under anybody in Crump, I did things how I did it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yes, I would have influence of people. Yes, I could move like people. But how I did things, the things that I created, I thought of, my ideas, you know what I'm saying, was me. And that's why I'm the Evil Green Ranger part two. Because I come from the future to come back and whoop ass. But I think more people need to really look at that. Is this, is this little homie a past version of me, a present version of me, or a future version of me? Mm-hmm. Because then you know who can be what name, who can be what rank, and who can do what for your fam. The past people are your, your kids, your tinies, your babies. The people who are you are your youngs, your littles. The people who are the future who see your vision and see what it's going to be like in five years, those are your 20 your juniors. Those are mm-hmm. the people that can take over the fam when you're done. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When you're OG corpse and you got a new corpse, or just like with OG Beast and, and New Beast and, and Beast right now, same thing. I think people should, I think that would be a very interesting way for people to start looking at fams and, and crews and things of that nature and kind of hopefully maybe change the narrative a little bit. Hopefully. My man, Dread. We'll see you. We'll see. My man. You know, I love you. Yes, sir. And I'm thankful for your life, bro. If there's anything, if there's anything you can give the people before we sign off of the smoking section tonight, what you got for them? And give them all your social medias, all your plugs, all that. Shoot, man. Plugs. Don't nobody want to talk to me. Uh, The thing I will give is just because Just because you have a disagreement doesn't mean that we have to tear each other down for the spectators in Crump. People who are spectators in Crump are just that, spectators. They need to be entertained. Let them be entertained by our work ethic and what we are doing as a unit, as a community. Do not let them be entertained by the drama and the bullshit. The drama and the bullshit can be talked about in person. On 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 internet, it shouldn't go no farther than where you going to be at, let's meet up and get these rounds, period. Um, and, and, and to piggyback off of that, do your, be- do your best to love yourself enough to not get into petty arguments and shit. Yes, it's okay. Yeah, and me, I'm a th- firm believer in answer. If people are talking about you, answer it. But after that, you don't need to say anything else. And you guys can always reach me. You guys know my, my IG future. See, see what I see, see what I did there. Future Ultra underscore, or you already know me on Facebook, Dante Stewart. I'm not giving me on my Snapchat and all that because uh, I don't really be on that shit. But um, shout out Smoking Section Corpse Monster Beast, the Corpse Collection, the Morgue. Um, I love you guys, and now I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> this is my day off. And your boy, oh, actually, I'm probably not. I'm probably about to go hit a session right now and go lap. But ah. after that, yeah, <laughs> I just realized it's Sunday. So we got a little freestyle session out here that I'll be going to. Um, shout outs to them, Bougie Block, Vegas, all that. If you guys are in Vegas, look me up. Hit me up. Hit Tune. Hit Crush. There's always sessions and events out here. It's summertime. Holler at us. We getting buck out here, too. And that. And with that, I shall... Bid my farewells. <laughs> <laughs> my guy, I bid thee adieu. Thank you for coming. I appreciate on. it, man. Thanks,
All right, I'll see man, you hey, soon, I'll, all right, man. I'll text you right now, bro, all right? All right, bro.